latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you on this Thursday, August the 10th, 2022. Praise be to God. Uh, you're just one day away from your weekend. So going to be a great day praise be to god you're going to have a wonderful productive day but we're going to cover a lot of ground today in fact some uh very good stories are on the agenda today here's a i think a bright spot is the Pornhub pornography empire crumbling i would certainly hope it is praise be to god we're going to be talking about the victories of recent by with don hawkins she is the ceo of the national center for sexual exploitation and she's going to be on the program at 35 past the hour. Big victories. Uh, some progress there, praise be to God. It's a, a blight upon mankind, this pornography thing. And she'll catch us up to date. A, uh, there's lots of stories in the news that are of great concern. And today, this morning, many parents are taking their, school, their kids back to schools. Back to school day for most parents, I would say, that are listening this morning. Well, here's a story I saw. The mass exodus from public schools. Parents have tough choices to make. There's a lot going on in our public school system, and they're trying their best to provide not only the best education, but to actually protect their children from woke ideologies. We're going to be conversating about that at 15 past the hour. Tito Edwards joins us from BigPulpit.com. At the top of the next hour, we're going to be talking about violence in Nigeria and other stories. And I don't know if you caught this, but just your friendly reminder, over the weekend, Every single Democrat who was uh, in the Senate voted against an amendment that would have affirmed that only women could have babies. So write that down. Hey, consumer prices rose 8.5% in July, according to a report came out yesterday. Wait, hold on. Did Biden say 0%? My bad. My, I, I guess nothing is wrong. Just it's all good now. Hey, an elite women's educational institute, institution in Nashville, founded nearly 160 years ago, is uh, going to decide to accept biological males uh, because they want a deeper and expanded concept of gender. So, there's that. And IRS commissioner says absolutely not going to increase any audit scrutiny on small businesses or middle-income Americans. No way, no how. And yes, they're giving us $45 billion to increase, you know, enforcement. But nothing to see here. Move along. Move along. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Hey, good I, news, bad news. Okay, uh, I'm going to give you some good news. Okay. But you mm -hmm. tell me yours first. You sure? Yeah. Good news or bad news? Uh, good news. The good news is I figured it out how to get around the bad news. The bad news is because of the lightning strikes yesterday or whatever, we lost power, which crushed our coffee maker. No. So it was nearly a, an emergency declaration situation this morning coming in <laughs> to find out that I had no means of coffee. But... You know, we ha as a United States Marine, you have to adapt, overcome, and improvise. So Amen. we're doing the cowboy coffee thing this morning. Wow. Coffee grains and all. That, but there, there is a trick. Wow. When you make cowboy coffee, you get the coffee grains at the top. All you do is pour a little water on the surface, and it forces all those grains to the bottom. 
Getting her done. Well, what's your good news? Offer that up, Joe. <laughs> that, that sounds to. horrible. I'm but uh, well, I have a, a very interesting story here. It's really, a little piece of history. So okay, that'll be in the uh, the second news segment. Praise be history. You say, uh huh. My favorite I subject. Think you're gonna like it. Speaking of historicals, uh, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning, to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be here. Is it? It is. Praise be to God. Uh, you sound different. Yeah. Like, are you okay? You feeling all right <laughs> over there? Yeah, I have a cold. <coughs> don't oh, uh, don't cough on me, okay? I, I coughed into your uh, into your cowboy coffee <laughs> earlier. It, it won't phase it. Trust me, it's so worry. strong. I, I was looking at your cowboy coffee and I was like, "Wow, that looks like Folgers." You are not going to phase my cough. By the way, I got to see uh, a drawing your sister drew yesterday. I was visiting a friend, uh, a good friend Larry Massey and the Scanlon Foundation, and uh, your sister's drawing is hanging there of Mother Teresa. And I didn't take a picture, unfortunately, but it was incredible. It was just, wow. I mean, yeah, amazing. Really very talented. I and saw it uh, when it was a work in progress. It was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going to have to get a picture of that and post it to our Telegram group. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You, and I, I like how you said it's a, it was a, uh, a, that she drew a drawing. Like, that's pretty amazing. Rather than paint a drawing? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or take a picture of a drawing? It, it's just technical. It. It's, yeah. it's artistic technicalities. Right, right. Uh, just go with it. Don't fact mm -hmm. check. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Praise be to God. We have a lot to cover. Let's pray. Let's get started. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided, Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. Today is Thursday, August 11th, and here are your headlines this morning. LifeSet reports gunman targets Catholic Church in Denver with two drive-by shootings. During the morning hours of Saturday and Monday, a gunman shot at Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary Catholic Church near Denver, causing tens of thousands of dollars in damage, according to the Catholic News Agency. Gunshots broke a window and damaged doors the, and door, door frames. A bullet hit and broke the outer window above a set of double doors, shattering the glass. The estimated damage amounted to $75,000 as bullets hit the church's newly installed custom-fit doors. Reuters reports Walgreens prescriptions added to San Francisco's opioid ep epidemic. Walgreens Boots Alliance contributed to the opioid epidemic in San Francisco through its sale of prescription drugs in the city, a federal judge concluded on Wednesday. U.S. District Judge Charles Breyer in San Francisco said that Walgreens failed to properly investigate suspicious opioid orders for nearly 15 years. The amount the pharmacy chain must pay will be determined in a later trial. The opioid epidemic has caused more than 500,000 uh, 500, overdose deaths over two decades, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And The Hill reports inflation eases in July, but remains near 40-year highs. Annual consumer inflation dipped to 8.5% in July after hitting a 40-year high of 9.1% in June, as falling gas prices finally gave consumers a break at the pump. It's not clear whether the latest dip means the U.S. economy has finally broken back from inflation or if the lull is only temporary. Inflation has been rising rapidly since the middle of 2020, but has seen a couple of quick dips during that period, notably from July to August in 2021 and from March to April of this year. 
and the Epic Times reports suspect arrested in killings of two men in New Mexico. All are part of local Muslim community. Officers from Albuquerque Police Department in New Mexico and the FBI have arrested Mohammed Syed in connection with the murders of two other Muslim men in the city. Syed is thought to have known the victims to some extent, and the shootings may have been the result of interpersonal conflict, the department stated. Before Syed was arrested and the identity of the alleged killer was unknown, the deaths of the four Muslim men resulted in left-wing media and politicians characterizing the murders as racial violence. Michelle Melendez, Albuquerque's Director of Equity and Inclusion, said at a press conference that the murders appeared to be targeting people because of their race and religion. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day, I know, I know, it seems almost impossible, but I chose a Franciscan, Saint Clare of Assisi, born on July 16th, 1194. The beginning of her religious life was indeed movie material. Having refused to marry at the age of 15, Claire moved to by the dynamic preaching of a Franciscan, namely St. Francis himself. I mean, that's a pretty good person to be listening to preaching from. He became her lifelong friend and spiritual guide. At the age of 18, Claire escaped from her father's home one night, was met on the road by friars carrying torches, and in the poor little chapel called Porto... Portin, Portincula received a rough woolen habit, exchanged her jeweled belt for a common rope with knots in it, and sacrificed her long tresses to Francis's scissors. He placed her in a Benedictine convent, which her father and uncles immediately stormed in rage. Claire clung to the altar of the church, threw aside her veil to show her cropped hair, and remained adamant. Sixteen days later, her sister Agnes joined her. Others came. They lived a simple life of great poverty, austerity, and complete seclusion from the world. According to a rule which Francis gave them as a second order, at the age of 21, Francis obliged Claire under obedience to accept the office of abbess, one she exercised until her death. The poor ladies went barefoot, slept on the floor, ate no meat, and observed almost complete silence. Later, Claire, like Francis, persuaded her sisters to moderate this rigor. Our bodies are not made of brass, she said. The, great, the greatest emphasis, of course, was on gospel poverty. They possessed no property even in common, subsisting on daily contributions. Even, when, even the Pope tried to persuade Claire to mitigate this practice. She showed her characteristic firmness in saying, I need to be absolved from my sins but I do not wish to be absolved from the obligation to following Jesus Christ. Contemporary accounts glow with admiration of Claire's life in the convent of San Damiano in Assisi. She served the sick and washed the feet of the begging nuns. She came from prayer, and it was said, with her face so shining, it dazzled those about her. She suffered serious illness for the last 27 years of her life. Her influence was such that popes, cardinals, and bishops often came to consult her. Claire herself never left the walls of San Damiano. Francis always remained her great friend and inspiration. Claire was always obedient to his will and to the great ideals of the gospel life which he was making real. A well-known story concerns her prayer and trust. Claire had the Blessed Sacrament placed on the walls of the convent when it was faced by invading Saracens. Does it please you, O God, to deliver into the hands of these beasts the defenseless children I have nourished with your love? I beseech you, dear Lord, protect these whom I am now unable to protect. 
To her sister she said, Do not be afraid. Trust in Jesus. The Saracens fled. She died August 11, 1253. St. Clair of Assisi, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 19, verses 27 through 29. Then Peter said in reply, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? And Jesus said to them, Truly, I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man shall sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And every one who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold, and inherit eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Gregory said, quote, He leaves a great deal who reserves nothing for himself. It is a great matter to quit all, though the things we have may be very inconsiderable. Do we not observe with how great affection we love what we already have, and how earnestly we search after what we have not? It is on this account that St. Peter and his brother St. Andrew left much because they denied themselves even the desire and inclination of possessing anything. Close quote, St. Gregory, pray for us. Uh, Father Hadock in his commentary said, quote, Jesus Christ here calls the general resurrection, the regeneration, because there will be then, by a renovation of the human body and of the whole world, the promise which is here made to the apostles on sitting on thrones and the general judgment and passing sentence on the twelve tribes of Israel must not be understood as limited to the apostles or to the Jews. Yet Hadock goes on to say, It is the opinion of many of the fathers, St. Rome, St. Austin, St. Gregory, and others, that the apostolical men, such men as renouncing the goods of this life, adhere to Christ in mind and affection, and by every possible means promote his reign and the propagation of his gospel, will be so far honored as to sit in judgment with him at the general resurrection. Close quote, Hadock. Yet Chrysostom points out that why these, these men will sit on 12 tribes to judge the 12 tribes of Israel? Because those Israelites, those Jews who rejected Jesus will have no excuse in the end. They will be judged by their fellow Jews who understood the coming and the visitation of the Messiah and accepted him. Let us pray, fast, do penance, and be converted while we still have yet time. We'll be right back. great if everyone prayed daily for vocations to the religious life? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. Protestants often think that the difference in the Greek words for Peter's name, Petros, and the rock, Petra, in Matthew 16:18, is evidence against Peter being the first pope. But does this objection deal the death blow that Protestants think it does? Nope, and here's why. First, even in the Greek of the New Testament called Koine Greek, 
scholars recognize that there's no difference in meaning. In the IVP Bible background commentary, Craig Keener affirms that these two terms were cognate terms that were used interchangeably by this period. This view is supported by the fact that John tells us in John 1.42 that the Aramaic equivalent of Petros is Cephas, which means rock. So why the difference? Gender. Petros is masculine and Petra is feminine. It makes perfect sense that a feminine noun would not be used for a masculine name. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you this morning. Praise be to God. Coming up at uh, 35 past the hour, Don Hawkins, Chief Executive Officer of the National Center for Sexual Exploitation, is going to be our guest. We're talking about uh, the crumbling empire of Pornhub. I, I hope that's true. I, I would love to see that absolutely decimated, this uh, incredible, horrible thing that so many millions of human beings are wrapped up into. And the destruction upon mankind needs to be done away with. So Don Hawkins is uh, leading the charge with her team, and we're going to be having a conversation about that coming up at 35 past the hour, so stick around if you can. Also, Tito Edwards from BigFootball.com is going to be on at the top of the next hour. We're going to be talking about violence in Nigeria, so uh, please do join us if you are able. But as I like to say, there are lots of stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you. And today's a day when... Uh, many parents are now taking their kids back to school. The school year is starting. We're going to be praying for all of those kids in their school years, the teachers and the faculties. And yet, at the same time, we all know that in our country, we are seeing uh, some difficult days, especially when it comes to the education and school systems of our children. Many, many parents all over our country, uh, on the political left, on the political right, in between, all stripes everywhere in between, they're just getting fed up with the shenanigans that go down at schools, and they want a change. I know I've heard from teachers, people who teach in the system, that are tired of the shenanigans that go down in schools, and they want a change, too. And praise be to God for those good and holy teachers that are fighting the good fight and doing their best, even though it seems like they're surrounded and outnumbered in many ways. Here's an article I saw out of the Daily Signal. The headline said, The Exodus from Public Schools. As parents prepare to send their children back to school, many will have made decisions about their child's education that will not only put them on a different trajectory, but also impact the public education system, which is being used in too many districts to indoctrinate more than educate. You might recall that not even all that long, what, what was it, a month maybe ago, we talked to the, the mom in, in uh, Colorado whose daughter was being groomed. Yeah, that's right. I'm forgetting her name. Oh, it's Erin Lee. Erin Lee. Erin yeah. Lee from Colorado, whose uh, daughter was, uh, you know, trying to make friends. She was having a, a tough time finding friends at school, so she went to their her, her after school program, the art club, an art club, which turned out to be an indoctrination club for the LMNOP yeah. agenda. Yeah, the GSA of America. They were. It's a grooming thing. It's horrible. Yeah. And then she tried to complain. She tried to do something about it. She went up the chain of command, teachers and principals and superintendents, and they all told her to pack sand. You know, it's that's what we're that's what we're living through uh, right now. Uh, the article goes on to say, 
And this is by Cal Thomas at the Daily Signal. Stories about drag queens in kindergarten forcing students to use preferred pronouns. Biological boys who say they're a transgender using locker rooms and showers once reserved for girls. Along with the pandemic, which convinced growing numbers of parents that home- homeschooling worked better. All of these are promoting an exodus of parents and now teachers from public schools. The New York Times recently chronicled the trend, quote, in the New York City, in New York City, the nation's largest school district has lost some 50,000 students over the past two years. In Michigan, enrollment remains more than 50,000 below pre-pandemic levels from big cities to the rural Upper Peninsula. Uh, in the suburbs of Orange County, California, that's your backyard there, mm-hmm. uh, Rudy Carlos, where families have moved for generations to be part of the public school system, enrollment slid from the second consecutive year statewide. More than a quarter million public school students have dropped from California's rolls since 2019. A quarter million. Yeah. That's a significant number. <laughs> wow. I mean, I guess that's a a good thing, and it's like a little silver lining because the schools were super crowded to begin with. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're population control. You're that kind of guy. Got it. No, sure. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing you. Uh, the article goes on to say, not only kids are abandoning public schools, many teachers have also checked out. The Washington Post reports, quote, the teacher shortage in America has hit crisis levels. And school officials everywhere are scrambling to ensure that as students return to classrooms, someone will be there to educate them, close quote. Uh, Speaking about the shortage of teachers, uh, Dan Domonik, executive director of the American Association of School Administrators, told the Post, quote, I have never seen it this bad, close quote. The question is, what kind of classroom will public school kids return to? Will it be like classrooms in Portland, Oregon, where children as young as five will be taught transgender ideology, sexual orientation, and reports uh, and reports the Washington Times, quote, the role of white colonizers in marginalizing LGBTQ people, close quote? I mean, yeah, parents are concerned. These things are happening. We don't want them to. We wish they didn't. We wish we could just drop kids off at the great, awesome reputation uh, school that's just down the street from our neighborhood and uh, set it and forget it like Ronco style and not worry about, you know, because we know our kids are in good hands. But that ship has sailed and uh, we can't do that anymore as parents. We have to protect, guard, guide and keep our kids from the harms and the manipulations and the rest in this world that would harm them psychologically, emotionally, mentally. Five-year-olds being taught that. Could you imagine five-year-olds? My youngest is six six years old. I got three grandkids, but my youngest is six. And I can't imagine uh, having to introduce him to such concepts at this age of his life when all he really wants to do is play with Legos and sword fight his sister. You know what I mean? It's like it's bizarre. Why do we refuse as a people, as a society, to allow our kids to just be kids? Why must they have to deal with things that are way beyond them mentally and emotionally, let alone the, the moral and the ethical issues involved? The article goes on to say Darla Ramfo, a president of Children's Scholarship Fund, which offers scholarships to students in poorly performing inner city schools, responds to this sweeping wokeism in an email. Quote, when more than half of students can't even read proficiently and the pandemic only exacerbated this learning loss, 
especially for our most vulnerable students. Why do schools insist on diverting time and resources into non-academic controversial subjects that are confusing at best and don't align with many family values? Parents are tired of it, and rightly so. And my advice is, if your school doesn't respond to your concerns, find another school that will. There are no do-overs when it comes to your children's education. Close quote, Mrs. Darla Romfo, president of the Children's Scholarship Fund. Yay and amen, sister. I agree. Because as parents, our job, our primary duty isn't to make sure that our kids are so well-educated that they get a great job. That they have, you know, a nice house to live in in a, a wonderful suburban neighborhood, driving a nice sweet car, wearing good clothes and having fancy friends. Like, that's not the goal in life. They have to get to heaven. And if they don't get to heaven, guess who gets to have, an, have to make an account for that? Yeah, parents. Parents have to give an account for their part, their contribution, and why their kids didn't make it to heaven at the judgment. Are we ready for that? Are you? Am I? I don't know. But let's hedge our bet and make sure that we don't put them in situations where they're going to be mass manipulated in bad ways. And this is at the heart of this article. Article goes on to say, U.S. students continue to lag behind other countries in reading, math, and science. We appear to be number one in costs, though averaging $16,268 per student annually, well above the global average of 10,759. So let me get this straight. We, we pay more per student than anywhere else on the planet, and we aren't the best. We don't, we're not the brightest, the smartest, the sharpest. Our students are lagging behind, we, but we pay more for it? Huh, sounds like the American system. Uh, parents have a right to ask if the cost equals the benefit, since it's their tax dollars. Well, I don't, because I homeschool our kids, or my wife mostly does. Uh, but we homeschool our kids, and my tax dollars don't get to benefit my children's education. My tax dollars go to the local school system, and that goes to someone else. Uh, we get zero benefit out of our hard-earned money. So... Wish there was some reform there. That'd be great. With the proliferation of private schools, more readily available resources for homeschooling and school choice in growing numbers of states, more parents are withdrawing their children from public schools. Wouldn't it be nice, though, if the inner city school, uh, inner city parents, <clears throat> mostly single parents, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, single moms, you know, who are struggling to make ends meet. My mom was a hairdresser, and there were many times the power was turned off and we had to a can of soup in the, in, the, in the cupboard, and that's all we had. Ramen noodles was pretty regular. That's just the way it goes for a lot of parents who are trying, struggling to raise their kids. Do they get a school choice? Do they get to use their hard-earned tax dollars to make sure it can go to, say, a charter school that would infinitely give them more options for their children than the local public school, which is the only option that they're forced into going down? No. Because Republicans or Democrats can't seem to find a way to make that happen for those parents. I mean, of course, parents in suburbia, they want options too. But they generally had better options to begin with. But I'd like them to have options as well. But again, we can't seem to find a way to make all this work. The public school system, increasingly dominated by left-wing political and, and social ideology, has long been in need of reform uh, or burial. The, ten, the trend seems to be headed in the burial direction, like previous aging monopolies. President Joe Biden has declared a public health emergency because of monkeypox. There is a vaccine to protect against the monkeypox. Yeah, it's called chastity. 
It's called not having sexual relations outside of a monogamous marriage between a man and a woman in the sacrament of matrimony. Works every single time. Just saying. The only protection from public schools, uh, intellectual or moral infection of children is to remove them. And that is the article out of Cal Thomas. Now, I wish we could say, well, that's just public schools. I mean, those bad old evil public schools, you know. Uh, but no, in fact, it's private schools, too. It's not like they're exempt from this. I mentioned this article at the top of the hour. Elite all-girls school in Nashville may soon accept biological males. Any student who identifies as a girl may apply. This is a 160-year-old school, and I'm sure it's not cheap to send your kid to this school. I mean, a lot of these private schools, their tuition is as expensive as university, which is already insanely expensive. And you're going to pay for this? You're going to pay to send your kid to a school that's going to all of a sudden let boys in your daughter's bathroom? Or their gym shower or something. Did you see that? Did you you report on the story of the elderly woman, the eighty year old woman at yeah. a YMCA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this woman. She uh, she's been going there all her life. She goes there to swim, exercise, and all that sort of thing. And one day she sees a biological male pretending to be a, a woman in the women's locker room, and she appears uh, to uh, she sees that this this man is appearing to watch little girls undress. And she gets upset with the guy and says, get out of here, get out of here. It turns out she gets banned from the YMCA. Yeah, I mean, that's, the, <laughs> that's the state of the affair we're living in. And schools are, are buying into this, and I don't know why. Parents have tough choices. Um, I would say I don't envy you, but the reality is uh, I've, we've, my wife and I have been there. We had to make difficult choice. My wife made more money than I did when she quit her job to come home and homeschool our kids. I had to work three jobs, hustle hard. I still do uh, hustle hard. That's the way it goes because my kids having the best opportunity to not only be not only but be free of this nonsense, but to live in a state of grace and seek and strive for heaven is the most important goal for my wife. We'll be praying for you. Ave Maria School of Law is the Roman Catholic law school in the U.S. Consistently ranked in the Princeton Review as one of the best and most conservative law schools, as well as pre-law's most devout law school. Ave Maria School of Law provides a traditional legal education while placing an emphasis on how the law intersects with the Catholic intellectual tradition and natural law philosophy. Ave Maria School of Law, unabashedly Catholic, consistently excellent. For more information, AveMariaLaw.edu. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, What's wrong for you may be right for someone else. And besides, what's right and wrong changes like everything else. You can't fight these things. You have to just go with the flow. G.K. Chesterton says, Right is right, even if nobody does it. And wrong is wrong, even if everybody is wrong about it. Right and wrong are not based on fashion and personal preferences, and not on the calendar. They're based on the laws of God, on eternal truth that does not change. And as for going with the flow, G.K. Chesterton says, A dead thing goes with the stream. Only a living thing can go against it. Want more than a minute? Visit us at Chesterton.org. 
Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired, and now more headlines. Justin News reports the judge who reportedly approved Mar-a-Lago search warrant was linked to Epstein and donated to Obama. The FBI raid was conducted after a sealed search warrant was reportedly signed by U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce E. Reinhardt. Reinhardt was an assistant to U.S. attorney, was an assistant U.S. attorney rather, in the Southern District of Florida from 1996 to 2008 before leaving his position to become a trial lawyer in a private practice and represented employees of Jeffrey Epstein, according to the Miami Herald. Breitbart reports IRS job listing says special agents must carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force. Special agent major duties include carrying a firearm and being willing to use deadly force if necessary. Applicants for the special agent position must also be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. Breitbart News also reported uh, previously, Representative Matt Gates from Florida's concerns over the IRS's purchase of approximately $700,000 worth of ammunition between March and June 1st of this year. And the Daily Wire reports, here are the American history artifacts up for sale in a massive auction next week. From the early American collection, the organization is selling a promissory note from Benedict Arnold, a Revolutionary War general who infamously defected to the British. The receipt recorded a transaction that included building supplies, boards, and parcel staves, as well as uh, it was most likely penned in New Haven, Connecticut. At its auction, University Archives will also sell a letter written by Jefferson Davis, the President of the Confederate States of America, to Confederate John Taylor Wood during the former's exile in Canada after the Civil War. Davis discussed the plight of African Americans in the Deep South. He says, quote, The Negroes have to a great extent been vagrant, and the common complaint was that neither crop or stock could be protected from their thieving, the letter reads. Continuing, the poor creatures are, however, much to be pitied for their destitution, and we who knew their utter inability to govern themselves may well question whether they or those who force them into their present condition are most responsible for the crimes they commit. In another recent auction, artifacts from the wreck of the USS Central America, which sank during a hurricane off the coast of North Carolina in 1857, were put up for sale. Among the items were jewelry made from gold discovered during the California Gold Rush, gold miner pants, photographs, bottles, and pistols. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rude, for keeping us up to date. Boy, if you could buy any of those, would you? Oh, yeah, for sure. What I would, would love buy? to buy those miner pants. Really? Yeah, that's awesome, don't you think? Uh, it's interesting, for sure. Um, <laughs> I uh, there's a YouTube channel about a guy who bought an old gold, uh, old uh, silver and I think it was gold, gold and silver mine, lead mine, uh, Sierra Gordo out in oh, the hills yeah. of California, mm-hmm. and he has like all these mine shafts that go down like hundreds and hundreds of feet. So he takes this old elevator down into the shaft that goes like it was built in the 1800s and still he goes down there it's insane yeah and he finds like old levi jeans from the miners <laughs> that's like, awesome yeah just it's, it's pretty fascinating for sure but i think the uh the silver and gold would be better just saying just saying true, true. uh but anyway i would love to buy some uh artifacts from uh from our past that would be pretty cool if i had the money to do it i would 
Uh, all right, so there we're trying to get Don Hawkins on the line here from uh, the National Center for Sexual Exploitation. So hopefully we'll get her on here in just a moment. Uh, there was uh, there was a story we reported on it actually last week, I think even. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the article out of the the website for the National Center for Sexual Exploitation. It's uh, in a landmark ruling visa to be held to account for monetizing child sexual abuse on Pornhub. This is a great story. It's a victory and one we should be paying attention to because this is a, a, a real issue for humankind, this pornography addiction thing. It says the National Center on Sexual Exploitation co- commended a judge's ruling finding that a child sexual abuse survivor's lawsuit against Visa for enabling her abuse to be monetized on Pornhub will be allowed to proceed. Quote, a child sexual abuse was posted to Pornhub and in a landmark decision, a judge is allowing Visa to be sued for profiting from her abuse. Visa continued to process payments for Pornhub and other MindGeek-owned websites even after it was aware of the widespread abuses occurring on Pornhub. It is right that Visa should be held responsible for its role in child sex trafficking on Pornhub, said Don Hawkins, chief executive officer of the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. Quote, we first brought evidence of child sexual abuse, material and sex trafficking on Pornhub to Visa's attention in early 2020. Despite the fact that Visa opened an investigation into Pornhub, uh, the National Center for Sexual Exploitation's urging It wasn't until the New York Times published its December 2020 expose revealing child sexual abuse material proliferates on the site that Visa finally uh, acted to cut ties with uh, with Pornhub. So, you know, I want you to take this into consideration, considering the fact that how many people are being cut off from financial institutions because of their pol- political stance? They're like the protesters in Canada, for instance. Uh, they were one example, but there are many, many others. And yet Visa is happy to take this money and make money and process money in connection to human trafficking, pornography, and more. It looks like Patrick Truman, president of National Center for Sexual Exploitation, is on with us. Good morning to you, Mr. Truman. Oh, he just jumped off. Uh, well, at any rate, here's uh, hopefully he'll be back on, and we'll 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 chime in with him here. Uh, here's another article out of the National Center for Ex- Sexual Exploitation. Per- Pornhub pornography empire is crumbling. It says a mass exodus is underway at Pornhub's owner MindGeek, as the CEO and COO of a number of staffers. Some reports say as many as seventy percent of employees have left the company. This is a good sign. I would say this is a great sign. Praise be to God. Yeah. MindGeek is the privately held Canadian company that owns and runs some of the largest pornography websites, including Pornhub. These dramatic changes are happening in the wake of lawsuits, loss of ad revenue, and government scrutiny led by the National Center on Sexual Exploitation and its allies. Uh, this website has a host of, of uh, victories because this organization has for now years been working towards... Uh, combating pornography in our society. And I, I've interviewed Mr. Truman before a couple times. I've had Miss Hawkins on in the past. Uh, we'd love to have them on. We're hoping to get them on now. But, you know, I grew up addicted to pornography. And um, I hate to say it, but back in my day, you had to search for a v- VHS tape, right? Or a magazine. Remember back in the day, the, I mean, you go, I don't, maybe they still do this. I don't actually know if they do this or not. 
it's been a long time since I've been through the magazine rack or aisle in a grocery store, but they used to have that, you know, the, the pornography magazines would have like covers, like they would cover up the, the, the face of the magazine or whatever, and you'd have to stand there in public, you know, viewing that stuff and there was a shame factor involved and so you wouldn't do that like it would most it would turn off most people because they couldn't overcome their shame praise be to god because that's what your conscience is supposed to do is to remind you that you shouldn't be committing these mortal sins and uh, or you had to sneak off to that you know shady tree place by the highway in the middle of the night and hope that no one recognized your car nowadays all of that pornography is available on your phone uh, on your child's phone, on uh, TikTok, on Facebook, and uh, all these other social media sites, they are passing this around too. Now, they're supposed to cut it off. They're supposed to censor that stuff out. But the reality is they don't always get that, and it's a big problem. And uh, I think Mr. Truman is joining us now. Good morning to you, Patrick Truman. Good morning. I was given the wrong link. I <laughs> it's quite okay. Praise be to God. Good morning. We're glad you're here. We were just talking about the visa story. We're about two minutes before we go to a break, and we'll come back and continue the conversation after. But what's the significance of the decision on visa? Well, the significance is this. A visa is not responsible for everything that anyone does that uh, where they have a processing of their uh, credit. Uh, so you could set up a store and sell fentanyl out of the back room, put it on your visa. And they're not responsible for that. But if they knew it was fentanyl that was being sold, if you had a website, fentanylhub.com, and authorities or someone came to you and pointed out what was happening, gave you absolute proof, then you're liable. And in this case, Pornhub uh, has as part of its business model to have rape and child pornography and child trafficking videos up there. And we presented all this to video, to, uh, porn, to uh, Visa. And then that was in 2020. Later that year, the New York Times ran a story. And while Visa wouldn't pull their, their uh, processing for the videos on Pornhub when we met with them and we sent them a lot of material in six months time, when that story ran, they pulled it off, mm. uh, but uh, so Visa stopped processing them, but they continued to process for Pornhub's advertising arm, where where they make about fifty percent of their profits for Pornhub. So a video of a child being raped, Pornhub sells advertising alongside that video, and Visa knew that that was taking place and knew that the rape videos were also monetized. So that they had actual knowledge that they were participating in an illegal enterprise. And I don't think they'll get out of this lawsuit. I think they'll have to pay their way out of this lawsuit, and you'll see that in the coming days. They don't want to be deposed about what they actually knew, mm -hmm. because we've met with them several times. They sent out a high official to meet with us. We gave them all the proof. They sent that up the line, mm. and they did nothing. And only when they were under the microscope by the New York Times did they do anything. Hold that thought. But they still didn't do it all. Hold that thought. Patrick Truman, president of the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, is on with us. We have a very quick break to go to. We'll be right back. More is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Hello.
this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. I would imagine your pastor preaches from the text which says, we preach Jesus Christ crucified. So then, where's the crucifix in your church? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, history. Under the dread of persecution and death, the crucifix was displayed at Mass, but with great caution due to the threats of the Roman emperors and the pagan haters of Christianity. Traveling up through time, Pope Pius V in 1570 made it mandatory to display a crucifix in every church. Secondly, the Bible. First Corinthians 1 says, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block. You see, there was never any embarrassment of his corpse. In fact, two men of great renown, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, boldly handled the dead body of Jesus. And thirdly, my comeback. You see, at times, the early church held mass in the catacombs to honor the shed blood of the brave martyrs. Sad to say, many contemporary churches don't even have a cross in their church, let alone a crucifix. Also, could a crucifix on your neck cause others to think you are Catholic? St. Peter, it must have been horrible when you heard that rooster crow. Each of us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope. Since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from God. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Uh, Patrick Truman, president of the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, is our guest this morning. And it's good to have him back on the program. We're talking about Pornhub and Visa and this story. Uh, Let me ask you a question, Mr. Truman. If, in fact, uh, let's just hypothetically say it's possible to uh, make sure Visa, MasterCard, no longer process anything a single penny at all related to anything with pornography, would the pornography industry just find some other processor? I mean, is there a whole host of processors lined up ready to take their business? Well, I'll take Bitcoin, but how many people have uh, Bitcoin? So it would crumble a business. They couldn't do what they uh, do now. And uh, I would just add one other thing. All that they do is illegal under federal law. Our Justice Department refuses to prosecute any adult pornography because they're so busy prosecuting child pornography. But if they would only prosecute the adult pornography, these companies wouldn't, uh, if they know that they're going to be prosecuted for adult pornography, which is illegal, they would not put child pornography, much less child rape and, and et cetera. So without Visa, without Discover, without MasterCard, They would collapse, but they could collapse if the Justice Department was doing their job. Can I follow up on that? So when you say they're too busy prosecuting child pornography and they're not doing the adult pornography, is this a case of politics? Is this a case of resources, like they just don't have enough prosecutors on staff to do this, or is it a little bit of both? It's both. Now, I was the head uh, prosecutor at the U.S. Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. for several years under President Reagan, President Bush, and we prosecuted both adult and child pornography, and the porn industry was just collapsing. It was all but gone. We put dozens of companies out of business. But when the next administration took over, we warned them, if you stop prosecuting adult pornography, which they intended to do, you'll see child pornography go through the roof. And that's because, look, if you won't prosecute uh, a a case where there's an 18-year-old in a uh, hardcore porn video, 
You won't, you won't prosecute a 17-year-old because you'll say, well, she looks like an adult. You won't prosecute a 14-year-old, etc. And then pretty soon it becomes the Wild West. And I've met with the Justice Department, and they tell us they're so busy with child pornography, they only do prepubescent child pornography. They won't do a 10, 12, 13-year-old because now it's gotten so bad. And But if you enforce the law, it's the same thing we're seeing all around the country in these big cities. If you're not going to enforce the law, crime is going to go through the roof. Is, let me ask you a question. Is it legal to be able to purchase and watch pornography in a hotel room? For an individual, it is, if it's adult pornography. Private possession of adult pornography is legal in America. The company that would sell that to the hotel uh, violates the law. The hotel itself violates the law, but not the individual. Mm. The, and yet, I mean, hotels all over the world are offering this to their to their. I don't clients. think so. Uh, s- several years ago, we got Hilton to take it out of all hotels across the world. And with the pressure from that, you saw one hotel chain after another take it out. Next time you go into a hotel, just flip through and you'll see there's no adult chain. I never turn the TV on when I'm in a hotel as a principal. <laughs> <laughs> never, ever, ever. Uh, that's good news. I mean, I, I'm glad to hear this. I, this is what we want. We want to see the pornography industry go bankrupt and uh, go out of business. This is the goal. Um, but let me, let me ask you a question. How big is the Pornhub or the pornography industry these days? It's, it's very... It's almost impossible to say because they don't, it's not like they're reporting legally their, their profits to the various countries in which they're, they're located. When we were prosecuting with the Justice Department, the porn industry, we would bring the bookkeepers in always and they would tell us as much as the profits that you see above Ground, that is what we're reporting to the IRS. We're making that much underground. So it's a dishonest industry, and it's very difficult to say how much it is, but it's grown astronomically uh, since I was at the Justice Department because the Justice Department looks the other way. Are, are we still talking billions and billions of dollars? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Far more than uh, all the sports, uh, NFL, Major League Baseball, all of it put together. I mean, it's just phenomenal how many individuals in this country are on these websites. And let me point out one other thing to you, that even though Visa now, because of this lawsuit, said that it is getting out of the business altogether of uh, funding uh, processing for Pornhub and their advertising arm, that's a PR stunt because they still process payments for Pornhub's competitors, where there are rape videos and child pornography, etc. It's all a PR stunt, and they won't do anything until they're prosecuted. Now, this lawsuit may bring them to their knees. Praise be to God. I hope it does. Um, let's talk about some of the, the, the people involved in the content on Pornhub. Um, I think there can be a mis, uh, myth or misconception that, well, these are consenting adults. These are people who, who enjoy this, like this, want this. They're okay with this. They're just making money. I mean, what could go wrong here? What say you, Mr. Truman? Well, of course, the business model of all these major porn sites, Pornhub, and I won't name the rest, but the business model is to accept whatever is uploaded to the website and then charge to view that video. Now, these are, it's a complicated system. You can get free porn on those sites, but if you want the, the so-called better porn, you sign up and pay for it. Okay. 
the business model is we'll take rape, we'll take child pornography, we'll categorize it. So if you only want 13-year-old children, you only want 8-year-old children, there's a way to find that out. If you only want rape videos, you can get that, even though it's all illegal. So the uh, this material is uh, it, it, it's, it's always available on these sites because that's how they make money. And uh, we have to uh, do all we can to stop it. And I wish the... Uh, Justice Department would do its job, but in light of the fact that they're not, we've filed numerous lawsuits against Pornhub and its competitors on behalf of real children who have been raped and their materials put up on those sites. Hmm. And you'll see over the coming years, things are going to change, even if the Justice Department won't do their job, because these companies don't have enough money to pay for what they're going to get hit with in the lawsuits. Now, when you have a product, you have to have infrastructure around that product in order to kind of keep the good times rolling. So when it comes to pornography, I imagine human trafficking is the infrastructure that supplies the demand. Uh, so how much is human trafficking uh, involved in companies like Pornhub? Yes, the uh, traffickers know that that's an easy way to make extra money. They're selling these uh, women to individuals to, uh, to rape. But then they're filming the, that rape videos and they're putting it up on sites like Pornhub, which is quite willing to take them because they're very popular and they can sell those videos. Uh, people can download them and have them for their own personal consumption or they can watch them online. There's an unlimited number of them. So that's a, a trafficking is, is a big part of it. And traffickers know what they're doing. They know how to make money. Mm. What do you do? You have a sense of how much the American people where 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 is the American people on the whole in general ballpark figure? Where are they? Where is their meter here when it comes to pornography and the atrocities that you just laid out? Do they uh, are they okay with pornography? Are they generally against pornography? Where, where do the American people stand? Well, Gallup does a poll every year on a whole variety of moral issues, and you'll see that. Opposition to pornography is, is still quite high. I don't know what it is this year, but uh, the problem with that is that the porn, uh, the, the model, uh, business model of these porn sites and the porn industry in general is to get kids involved as soon as possible. Because once you rope in that eight-year-old with a, uh, you know, looking on their on their cell phone for pornography, they're going to keep looking and they'll be a customer forever. Most of them. So you you end up having something north of eighty five percent of young adults on pornography sites, and that those sites are training them on uh, sex because those sites will have countless uh, rape videos and slapping and abuse of. Uh, so this is what this is the sex education of our children today. It's pornography. Now, we reported on this just earlier in this very hour, uh, how uh, parents are struggling because they know they can't just drop their kids off at school anymore. Uh, there are school programs that are seemingly grooming their children. I mean, in uh, Portland, as young as five, they're introducing them to these perverse sexual practices. That's a trend that's rising. Well, it is. And, of course, the young adults who are the teachers, they're part of the porn generation. They've been groomed on this, and uh, once you're involved in that world, it's sort of anything goes. Now, the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, I mean, you, 
you're, I mean, how many organizations are there like you out there trying to fight back against the porn business? Well, there's not uh, uh, any organizations like ours. We're a very broad organization. We're 60 years old, and we have an international office and about 35 people in a in our Washington office and spread throughout the country. So we do adult and child pornography, child sex abuse, sex trafficking. Uh, we're the leading group of fighting these efforts in state across state to legalize prostitution. Because if you legalize prostitution, you're essentially legalizing trafficking because really most prostitution involves trafficking because trafficking is uh, performing a sex act, forcing someone to do a sex act by force, fraud, or coercion. Mm. And every, almost every prostituted woman has a pimp forcing them into it. So these efforts are, are terrible. So that's, you know, our organization in a nutshell. I imagine you have a long list of things, you projects, uh, you know, priorities you're working on as an organization, but if you could only accomplish just one of them, what would that be? Well, Congress has a bill right now called the Earned Act, which would uh, change a law that Congress passed years ago that's been misinterpreted, which essentially says that websites like Facebook or Twitter or your legitimate websites don't have any responsibility for what's put up there. So if you were to put up a rape video on Facebook and Facebook knows it's there, I shouldn't use Facebook, let's use Twitter, because we've got a lawsuit against Twitter where it children were put up there we, who rep, we represent right now and Twitter said we're not taking it down because we didn't put it up we have no responsibility whatsoever <laughs> well the Ernadette fresh would say no you do have responsibility you take that down yeah. so if we could do one thing I think it would be to get Congress to change that law that's been so bad Amen praise be to God it's so great to talk to you Mr. Patrick Truman President of the National Center on Sexual Exploitation their website is endsexualexploitation.org you should check that out great place God bless you Mr. Truman have a great day thank you for your time all right, that's going to do it for our number one. Pray for those people who are addicted to this and involved in this for their total conversion. Tito Edwards is at the top of the next hour. We'll see you then, or we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. God bless you. God love you. We'll see you then. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Is the very contemporary and popular idea that a faith alone salvation, which occurs by repenting of sins and asking Jesus in one's heart, sufficient to enter and warrant heaven upon death? I say, no, it's not. Many evangelicals will say, just follow the Romans road, which is four verses snatched out of the book of Romans, and when followed, heaven is promised. Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. The Gospels, nor the Epistles, nor the Apostolic and early church fathers ever wrote anything like this mechanical approach. Secondly, the marriage experience. After wrongdoing and temporary departure from your family, does a simple one-time, hey honey, I'm really sorry, bring you back into the family? And thirdly, teaching of the Catholic Church, water baptism, loving God and neighbor, which is displayed by consistent acts of charity while maintaining a perseverant hope of heaven is the surest way to God's eternal presence. And my pesky comeback, that Romans road is presumptuous and significantly dumbs down the holy value and price of salvation. And remember, that Romans road has some potholes. Eve Gambo is a real Guadalupe radio listener. To help her explain the impact that Catholic radio has had on her life, we had Rocky come in and help her tell her story. Before I was able to listen to Catholic radio, I would listen to other Christian radio stations just because there was no Catholic radio. 
Hey, you know, Mickey always tells me, you know, Catholic radio, you know, is kind of like having an angel on your shoulder. Those other stations were okay, but I always felt like something was missing. Catholic radio is a huge blessing because it shares the full truth. Well, it was like a wake-up call, kind of like getting punched with an uppercut. Only with the truth. Please, if you have not made a pledge of support to keep Guadalupe Radio on the air, do it now. And if you have made a pledge, please fulfill that pledge. I want to make sure that I always have my Catholic radio station. Yeah, make sure you send in your pledge. You know, you can do so by going to grnonline.com or 888-784-3476. Are you on the CDT Insider email list? Hi, Joe McLean here. And every week I send you cool stuff straight to your inbox, goodies that you're not going to want to miss. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT and get signed up today. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Pizania from Holy Name Retreat Center in Houston. You're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. So good to be on with you, praise be to God. Patrick Truman. That was good to talk to him. Yeah, it was. I haven't talked to him in a little while, praise be to God. Uh, But I'm glad he was on. Difficult topic, pornography, and the industry that is destroying millions of lives. Let's pray that it gets destroyed, because that would be a great thing for humanity. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For the good of souls. For the good of souls. Here in the break, we were talking about something that that Pat said, and uh, he was talking about the illegality of Mm -hmm. of, uh, pornography, and I was confused. I asked Joe, and Joe just clarified to me, in case you're wondering, when when he said it's illegal, he was talking about the distribution of pornography that's illegal as an organization, as you said, right, Joe? Yeah, you can possess, he said you can possess it as an individual, Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, uh, but you can't distribute it, and that's where the illegality comes from, but they, as he also said, they're just not prosecuting, so there's that. But if you missed that conversation, if you weren't chimed in, you would like more information you can always check out the podcast of our show which is available on our website grnonline.com forward slash cdt or you can check it out on our uh, itunes account or on google play spotify but i really recommend you download the guadalupe radio network mobile app and you catch that there because one you get the benefit of the cdt podcast but two you get the live audio stream from your local grn radio station the local scheduling the local contact information for your general manager there so wonderful thing to do is to download the Guadalupe Radio Network mobile app in your app store. And guess what? Ooh, get, mm, oh, yeah. I just remembered. <laughs> guess what? Uh, I found what? the coolest thing to give away uh, on the email list tomorrow. What is it? CDT Insiders. <sighs> you, you, clear the deck. I don't know what you're doing this weekend, but cancel it all. Will there make be... room, except for Holy Mass. Make room because I'm going to be sending you a very cool movie. Oh, okay. Tomorrow night. So make sure to have popcorn. Oh, yeah. Poof. Good stuff, man. It's a classic, and uh, it involves a saint, and uh, I don't want to give it away. You're going to have to, (laughs) if you want to be on the email list, because I always send goodies to our CDT insiders, if you want to get in on that action, you got to go to the website and sign up to the CDT insider email list at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And uh, it's a family-friendly film for the most part. I mean, there was a couple of, like, uh, it's an older film. Like, oh, I like to send the old stuff. So I might fast-forward one or two bits. But other than that, really good stuff. 
uh, it's going to be fun. I'm going to let my kids watch it this weekend as well. And uh, I'll send that to you tomorrow afternoon in the CDT Insider email of the week. So again, go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT, and look for the Insider email link, and you'll get that information. It only takes a moment. Or if you just want to sign up right now, and you don't want to go to the website, pull out your smartphone and text the letters GRN, GRN for Guadalupe Radio Network, GRN, to the number 42828. If you text the letters GRN to the number 42828, you'll be enrolled in our email list right away. So that's another great way to do it. Uh, real quick before we jump on to... Uh, to talk with Tito Edwards from BigPulpit.com. I saw this headline this morning. Lady Gaga says, quote, I pray that we can keep killing babies in abortion. The supposed Catholic Lady Gaga. Yeah. Who prays the rosary. Wow. Sure. Yeah. Don't believe that. You mean that. eats rosaries. Wow. Yeah, maybe. That's rough, man. Didn't she do that video of her eating a rosary? I don't know. I don't watch Lady Gaga. That's that's a that's yeah. a very that's a deep hole to go into. That's a, yeah, that's a, it involves a Satanist. It's but. so sad. Let's pray for the conversion, reversion of Lady Gaga uh, before you know. While, while she still has time, right? As you breathe, as you have life in you, you have time. There's always time. God's mercy is amazing if we just turn to it. And we have to turn to it. Let's pray for Lady Gaga. Let's pray that she uh, has a conversion experience that uh, frees her from from whatever bondage she is suffering because. To pray for the death, the Moloch worship is just a horrible thing. So, at any rate, uh, so much to pray for. We are definitely praying on a brighter side. We're definitely praying for all those kids going to school today. We covered a lot about that in the, in the last hour. But we're praying for parents and, and kids in their school year. Hopefully everything will go really well. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is Tito Edwards from BigPulpit.com. Good morning to you, Tito. Good morning, Joe, Rodolfo, and Adrian. Good Praise morning. be to God. Uh, hopefully, uh, are, are you all vacation? Are you all now? Are you rested and uh, ready to go? I am well rested. I even got a semi tan. I'm ready to go. Praise, <laughs> Praise be to God. Where did you go on your vacation? Just curious. Well, we went all over the New Mexico, Arizona, and Arizona, Nevada. Uh, wow. I have to say, the cathedral in Santa Fe is beautiful mm-hmm. and. If you are in Santa Fe, New Mexico, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, you know, the, the chapel of Loreto where they have St. Joseph's Day. St. Joseph's Day. So wow. drive by there uh, soon, so I'm looking forward to stopping by and seeing that. Now, did you do any, like, mountain climbing or hang gliding or bungee jumping? Anything into the Grand Canyon? Like, you know, Monsoon any, surfing? Yeah, anything? Like, what'd you do? What was your favorite activity? <laughs> walking. What, walking? Sorry, like, off the edge? Extreme walking? Off the edge? Walked past the Grand Canyon. <laughs> you didn't do any like, no, mountain nothing biking? Exciting. No, nothing exciting, huh? No, no, nothing, nothing that involves risking any more injury to my what? body. Come on. I'm trying to get a pro. <laughs> no rugby games? Yeah, no rugby for you. I'm trying oh, to get a pro. Man, I'm, I'm trying to get a. From that. Trying to get a pro mountain biking contract from Red Bull. Hopefully, they'll respond soon to me. But uh. <laughs> I would do that. Uh, mountain biking, I would do. There are some. Uh, there's some great stories that are linked up at BigPulpit.com. There's some. Uh, there's some uh, serious ones as well. And this morning, at the Thursday edition of BigPulpit.com, I saw this story linked up. It said Nigeria's elephant in the room: Christians are being targeted in widespread violence. What's going on, Tito Edwards? 
for 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 many years there's this there's a lot of attacks on uh, Catholics especially in Nigeria especially in northern regions and it's pretty much a media blackout everyone remembers the the mosque massacre in New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, a man walked in and killed 10 or 12 uh worshipers well Somebody came in and killed 50 Catholic worshipers on a, on a high holy day. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, in a Catholic church and not a peep from the national media. I think I found two articles after three days on, uh, on a couple of media sites and it wasn't even at the top. Mm. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a greatly uncovered story. Sadly, it's not very popular to read also on, on Catholic websites. I, I put it at the top because I understand, uh, the gravity of the problem, but uh, sadly, man, many of our fellow Catholics do not click on it and, and read about it. But yeah, the, the Catholics, it, it's a modern day Roman persecution. It is uh, a difficult place to live if you're a Catholic. Yeah, part of, one uh, part of this article says, a recent report from the Observatory of Religious Freedom in Africa reveals that the number of Christians killed was 9.6 times higher than the number of Muslims killed in jihadism-related violence between October 2019 and September 2020. And the following year, Christians were 7.8 times more likely to be killed than Muslims. Christians were also 59 times more likely to be abducted than Muslims by, uh, by extremists between 2020 20. Alongside these grim statistics, the report also confirms that violence against moderate Muslims is overwhelmingly from jihadist groups. I mean, like, seems pretty obvious what's happening there, but uh, we seem in the West to not give any care whatsoever what happens to these people. No, there's lack of coverage. Uh, Some Protestants, many Protestant sites, as well as Catholic sites, are covering it, but it is an unknown issue. Uh, Give give somebody 10 tries and guess what are the the hottest topics in the world, and they they don't get it the first 10 times. And (laughs) when the media does cover it, they they call the the variables that are causing this as climate change. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. The, 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 yeah, the Bishop of Ondo, where where the massacre occurred, even came out and specifically said the massacre at St. Francis Catholic Church Owo has nothing to do with climate change and food security. <laughs> end right. quote. Yeah. That's bizarre. I mean, that really is bizarre. Let me ask you a question. Uh, do you think there's, this is a situation in which you would want to see, like, say, UN peacekeepers or something along those lines in there? I mean, I would like to see a uh, crusader army, the Holy, the Holy League formed once again, but, uh, you know, that ship has sailed, pun intended, and, uh, and there's no longer <laughs> Christian nations to call upon to come to the rescue. So would UN peacekeepers help in this case? Uh, they would help uh, tremendously, uh, but there is rays of hope besides the the consolidation and 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 camaraderie of the Christians banding together in, in prayer groups. The uh, the Nigerian military, uh, the presidency is held by a Muslim. The Nigerian military is mostly held by Muslim generals, but there has there there are Christian officers and soldiers that have been organizing and have been taking the time to help protect. 
So there are there is there are signs of hope. There there is a pulse in there. Nigeria identifying and responding to the issue. So we, we need to pray for these brave Christian soldiers that are volunteering and uh, forming uh, impromptu uh, militias to go and protect uh, the many Catholic sites and other Protestant uh, sites as well. Yeah, Tito Buhari, the uh, president of Nigeria, he's also facing uh, potential. Uh uh, impeachment there too that was reported about uh, maybe two or three weeks ago. But uh, I'm wondering, you know, something you, you know, something you said a minute ago. Uh, you were talking about how most Catholics don't even consider clicking or reading about this sort of thing, and I'm just wondering, is it because we're so complacent here? I mean, it's so common for us to just common for us to just be able to go to to mass on the weekend. We take it for granted. You know what? I, that's a good question. I I, I don't. No, I, I've been speculating as, as to the reasons why, and I've been speaking to other fellow Catholic aggregators, and they also identify the problem that not many, no matter where they put it at the top of the page, not many people are clicking on it. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe because many of even our the serious intentional Catholics do not consider it an issue. They they probably think uh, it's a one time event. And, and don't think much about it. Uh, but this is, this is big. This is huge. This is, <clears throat> uh, even though it's not as spectacular as 9-11, it's, it, the deep, the problem is deeper and the issue has been running longer than that. And, uh, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, I, I, I purposely put it at the top as, as you can see on Big Pulpit, even though it, it only received nine clicks today when other stores are getting 50 to 60 clicks so far and so I, I don't know I'm frustrated just as much as you Rodolfo mm. now we only have a couple of minutes left with uh, Tito Edwards from BigPulpit.com there was another story here and you, you linked to it uh, on Thursday's edition at BigPulpit.com says the church's Mexican I, I caught the statistic in the last decade 30 priests have been murdered in Mexico what's the what's the story there the, the cartels do not distinguish between the laity and the clergy and uh, sometimes the, the clergy, as careful as they are, are caught in the middle. And two Jesuits with deep roots in, in the state of Chihuahua were killed with uh, a, a, another layperson. And so there's been a war of words between the, the uh, Mexican Bishops Conference and AMLO. AMLO is a left-wing radical, and I have to admit, he's mild compared to Hugo Chavez or anyone else. It might be, almost be an insult to compare him to Hugo Chavez. But uh, being somewhat familiar with, with Mexican uh, history, there is great animosity between the government and the, the Catholic Church. So uh, the response by President AMLO of Mexico is disturbing because he's not taking it seriously and he is he could uh, start stirring the pot by, make, by making anti-Catholicism uh, a big issue again. It's, it's right under the... the, the the, the 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 surface in Mexican culture. If everyone remembers the the great that good movie two or three years ago, the mm. Cristero Wars, uh, the issue is still hot and heavy in Mexico. And so, uh, if if Amlo's not careful, he might be uh, stirring the pot and, and creating more persecution for the church in Mexico. Yeah, this is a, a theme that reoccurs here on the program about the faithful and their their plight to just live and be and uh, in Mexico. 
it seems like they're attacked on all sides. You have uh, corruption in the government. You've got corruption in society, cartels, drugs, uh, prostitution, trafficking. And then, of course, you just got regular old you know, secularism and agnosticism. So much to pray for in this regard. Let's pray for the Reconquista of Mexico for Our Lady of Guadalupe and the conversion of all of the Americas. Uh, Tito Edwards, BigPulpit.com. Thank you for your time today. Looking forward to seeing you next week. God bless you. Thank you, Joe, Rodolfo, and Adrian. All right. Praise be to God. It is time for a good time. It is time to have a laugh, have some fun, learn some things, and maybe win some prizes. Call right now, 877-757-9424. Game shows up next, 877-757-9424. Call now. I had a theology professor who told me that Adam and Eve were just myths and that the rest of Genesis was all just legend. Is that what the church teaches? Absolutely not. The church has always taught that Adam and Eve were real people and were the first human beings from whom all other human beings are descended. In 1950, Pope Pius XII in the encyclical Humani Generis states, The faithful cannot embrace the opinion that after Adam there existed on this earth true men who did not take their origin through natural generation from Adam, or that Adam represents a certain number of first parents. In other words, the church teaches that all humanity descended from Adam and Eve. They were real people. Paragraph 38. This encyclical, in fact, clearly points out the first 11 chapters of Genesis do nevertheless pertain to history in a true sense. Again, Adam and Eve are not myths, and the rest of Genesis is not legend. Genesis is history in a true sense. Paragraph 39. Therefore, whatever of the popular narrations have been inserted into the sacred scriptures must in no way be considered on a par with myths or other such things. Can it be stated any clearer than that? The Catechism says, paragraph 375, the church teaches that our first parents, Adam and Eve, no mention of a myth here, paragraph 404, by yielding to the tempter, Adam and Eve committed a personal sin. Someone please tell me how to myths commit personal sins. Adam and Eve's are not myths. Genesis does not contain myth or legend. That is church teaching. Challenge anyone who teaches differently to produce their sources from a magisterial document. They can't do it. They can, however, produce countless books and articles by theologians. Not good enough. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have secrets and agendas. We just don't want you to tell anybody. That's all. It's uh, no big deal. But what I need more uh, than just revealing my inner secrets is a phone call from one of you. Uh, you can call. You'd be our contestant. First caller gets to play the game. It's fun. It's easy. It's a good time. But call right now, 877-757-9424. 
That phone number is 877-757-9424. First caller gets to play. Adrian Fonseca standing by to take your call at 877-757-9424. One more time. 877-757-9424 is the phone number waiting for your call. Now, here's the deal. All right. We do have some things. Number one. We like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments where you just might learn something about your Catholic faith that you didn't know before. Praise be to God. That's a winner. It's a good thing, you know, right? And number two, we like to have a laugh. We like to have a chuckle, a good time, and our callers are fun. They're amazing. We appreciate them more than anything in this game. And then, of course, number three, we give out prizes, which is sort of incentivizing you to make that call because you could win, and it's, it's, a, it's a good time. But here's the kicker. You don't need to know any of the answers. And you could win. It's true. You might not know a single correct answer, but could still win the game because I won't ask you the questions. I'll ask Rudy. I'll ask Adrian. They'll give us an answer. One of them will be correct. The other will be incorrect. And the caller will have 15 seconds to make a decision. Whomst do they trust more? And the correct answer will then go into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this game. But you've got to call 877-757-9424. First caller gets to play the game. It's right now. Phone lines are open waiting for your call at 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. Call right now. Rudy, what could they win? Praise be to God. Our sponsor this week is Conversion Starters. Mm. The winner this week is going to win one of their shirts and a mug. Now, if you're wondering, what is Conversion Starters? ConversionStarters.com makes evangelization easy and painless for everyone. They offer t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs that catch people's eye and pique their curiosity by featuring common questions about Catholicism, Ooh. along with a website to address what they can, what they can, where they can go to read a brief and easy-to-understand answer to the questions proposed. You can be a billboard for Christ. ConversionStarters.com is evangelization for introverts. <laughs> Thank you so much. Why do you, when you say billboard for Christ, why do you look at me like that? Huh? Bill. Why do you? Whoa. Why did you look at me? Whoa. You're like, just because I have to look for what size is this shirt? 1X, 2X, 3X, tarp? Yeah, that's my size. Joe, that's me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> can I get the billboard size shirt, please? Thanks. Anyway. Billboards. I'm on, I'm on carnivore. It's coming down. Relax. All right, praise be to God. We did get a bunch of calls, and uh, thank you to everyone who tries to be on our game show. We really, really appreciate that. If, in fact, you don't make it today, please do try to call back tomorrow. It would be amazing to get you on the show, and you can always call in early because uh, the phone number is listed on the website, right? So it's, it's super easy, praise be to God. Let's go to the lines. Maria, good morning to you. Good morning. Praise be to God, Maria. Thanks for calling in today. Where are you calling from? Uh, Burnett. Burnett, is that like that's in, like outside the Austin area? Um, yes, past Marble Falls. Oh, past Marble Falls! Praise be to God. Uh, how is? By the way, real quick, uh, f is the is there still a threatening forest fire thing going on out there? Um, not really. Oh, that's good. Praise God! I'm glad to hear it. Uh, because well, I know that I, all I can remember was from what ten years ago or something. It was like a major fire that swept through all that area. Uh, I'm glad you're doing well. Where do you go to church, Maria? Um, I'm actually, well, I'm actually in San Antonio, so I go to Santa Rosa of Lima. Wonderful. Praise be to God. And do you know how this game works? Do you know the rules, Maria? <laughs> yeah. What, what? I was just... Why do you sound so not sure? I mean, 
Maria, this is a, this is an easy thing. Are, are you are you okay? Yes. Oh, are you sure? Now I'm on your side, Maria. <laughs> My job is to help you get into that cup. So it's you and me together. So you have great confidence in playing this game. Are you ready? Yes. Let's do this, Maria. You and me, we're in this against the others, like Rudy and Adrian, for instance. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. We will start Good with morning. you. morning. Team Rudy with no tie on, by the way. <laughs> Team Rudy has no tie. Should be on a coffee mug. Hmm. Well, Rudy, uh, don't let us down, okay? Don't uh, mm, go easy. Go easy today, Rudy. You know that song, the ska song? Don't let me down. How's it go? Never gonna give you up. <laughs> Never gonna let you I'll say that for the after show. Yeah, karaoke after show today, I guess. Uh, all right, Rudy, are you ready? I'm ready. Praise be to God. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you really sure? I mean, you're not wearing a tie. Yeah. So yeah. how ready can one be? Oh, uh, you gotta take it till you make it. You know? I see. Yeah. Awesome. All right, <laughs> Rudy, let's uh, let's go with an easy one to begin with. What are we commanded by the eighth commandment? What are we commanded by the Eighth Commandment? Well, uh, that's to speak the truth in all things. Sounds... Don't lie. Straightforward. Joe. Joe. Eighth Commandment. Why are you looking at me? Like, Joe. What? what is this? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Joe. I have no idea what you should be. All right, so speak the truth in all things. You're saying that's what we're commanded to do by the Eighth Commandment. That's right. Okay. Adrian, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. I know that you were one of the original interpreters of the Decalogue, so this should be a fairly straightforward question for you, but uh, could you answer for me, what are, what are we commanded by the Eighth Commandment? Yes, it's true. I was, in fact, one of the original interpreters of the Decalogue, only Moses destroyed that version, so, <laughs> oh well. But anyway, so the... Well, in the commandment that we are commanded by, the Eighth Commandment, that's uh -huh. a lot of words of saying commandment, yeah. is to only lie to Nazis. Oh. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> Nazis very knock on your door specific. and say, where are the Jews? Well, the Eighth Commandment says you can lie to Nazis. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, Maria. The question is, what does the Eighth Commandment command us to do? Adrian seems to think it involves Nazis. Only you, you can lie. You can only lie to Nazis. But Rudy says, nope. You have to speak the truth in all things. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Rudy or Adrian? Maria, what say you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should look that. I'm not sure the Hebrew word for Nazi is in there. But, uh, uh, it's right there in the original mm -hmm. in the original text. Mm -hmm. uh, the only problem is Moses broke that one, so y'all don't y'all don't see it. Yeah. That guy, come on, Moses. No, you're to speak the truth in all things. That's the eighth commandment. Congratulations, you're in the cup. You could win, Maria. You're doing great so far. But uh, we're gonna go with a uh, sort of a history geography question on this next one. I mean, geography was probably your favorite subject in school, right, Maria? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get through it, I promise. We're going to go to Adrian first. Uh-oh. Adrian studied a lot of geography in university. I mean, just semester after semester. So let's just see how this goes. Adrian, can you tell me what was the capital of the Eastern Roman Empire and the church? Oh, yes. Well, I actually don't have a PhD in geology what? or geography. Okay. Uh, but... I do have a PhD in capitals. Do you? Yes. So I know I all the capitals in the whole world. All the capitals. All of them. Previous and current. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, give me the and one so, for the uh, Eastern Roman Empire. Yeah, and that church. would be Byzantium, or, oh. because that's the ancient name, yeah. it was later known mm -hmm. as 
Constantinople, yeah. and uh, we reject the Istanbul part. <laughs> we just, just ignore the Istanbul. It's, it's not a thing. Okay. There was a song about Constantinople. Istanbul, Istanbul. not Constantinople. Da, da, that da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay, I got it. All right. Uh, Rudy, <laughs> can you tell me, what was the capital of the Eastern Roman Empire and the church? Yes, uh, it's actually in Armenia. It's really? Mount Ararat, which uh, if you know your, your church history, you'll mm-hmm. know that mm-hmm. Armenia is one of the earliest Christian communities. Yeah, and most persecuted, too. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, Miss Maria, you have options. The Eastern Roman Empire, was it in Armenia on Mount Ararat? Or was it in Byzantium, otherwise known as Constantinople? And today some people call it Istanbul. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Maria, what say you? Constantinople. Say it again. (laughs) Well done. You... She didn't say, hey, Adrian's right. Praise be to God. It's implied. So what? Maria, yeah, what were you implied. nervous about? You're a master at this. This no, is amazing. It, it's implied. She, she met Adrian's okay. correct. All right, we got to get to this next one, though, and it's arguably the hardest question in the history of, of the show. Uh, uh, so let's just start with Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me? What is the first Latin response of the people at the beginning of Mass? All right, so the first response is Adjutorium Nostrum in Nomini Domini. Yeah, right. Yeah. Kazoon died. Thanks. God bless you. Appreciate Seriously, it. Seriously, what's your answer? That's that's my response. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Adrian. That's my name. Uh, maybe you can help us. Can you tell me, what is the first Latin response of the people at the beginning of Mass? Yeah, so at the beginning of Mass, if you've ever been to a Latin Mass, the priest stands there. The look to your left, look to your right. There are okay. altar servers yeah. kneeling mm-hmm. down right there. Yeah. And together, uh-huh. the altar servers say, Ad Deum Quelitificat Yobentutum Eum. Oh. But what would that be in English? The That would be in English, Unto God who giveth joy to my youth. Oh. All right, Maria, it's a tricky question. I warned you it was the trickiest of all questions. But is it unto God who giveth joy to my youth? That is, uh, Adrian is suggesting, or is it uh, some other thing that I'm going to obliterate? Agitorium <laughs> nostrum in nomine domini. Our, help, really it. our help is in the name of the Lord. <laughs> our help is in the name of the Lord, is Rudy. And God who giveth joy to my youth is Adrian. What say you, Miss Maria? That was Adrian. <laughs> Did you say Adrian? What? <laughs> <laughs> Maria, congratulations! Yeah, that was that was that was tricky ones. Forget all about that one. It's tricky. Unto God who giveth joy to my youth is the proper answer. You did great, Maria. God bless you. Thanks for having a laugh. Hopefully, you're gonna have a great day. But we're gonna put you on hold. Take care. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas.
Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate the Memorial of St. Clair. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Ye watchers and ye holy ones, bright seraphs, cherubim, and thrones, raise the glad strain, Alleluia! Cry out, dominions, princedoms, powers, virtues, archangels, angels, choirs. Alleluia! 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. With your spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to, to Almighty God, God and to, to you, my brothers, brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what, what I have failed to do. do. Through my, my fault, through my fault, through my, fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who in your mercy led St. Clair to a love of poverty, grant through her intercession that following Christ in poverty of spirit, we may merit to contemplate you one day in the heavenly kingdom through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, you live in the midst of a rebellious house. They have eyes to see, but do not see, and ears to hear, but do not hear, for they are a rebellious house. Now, son of man, during the day while they are looking on, prepare your baggage as though for exile. And again, while they are looking on, migrate from where you live to another place. Perhaps they will see that they are a, are a rebellious house. You shall bring out your baggage like an exile in the daytime while they are looking on. In the evening, again, while they are looking on, you shall go out like one of those driven into exile. While they look on, dig a hole in the wall and pass through it. While they look on, shoulder the burden and set out in the darkness. Cover your face that you may not see the land for I have made you a sign for the house of Israel. I did as I, as I was told. During the day I brought out my baggage, as though it were that of an exile. And at evening I dug a hole through the wall with my hand, 
and while they looked on, set out in the darkness, shouldering my burden. Then in the morning, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, did not the house of Israel, that rebellious house, ask you what you were doing? Tell them, thus says the Lord of God, thus says the Lord God. This oracle concerns Jerusalem and the whole house of Israel within it. I am a sign for you. As I have done, so it shall be done to them. As captives, they shall go into exile. The prince who is among them shall shoulder his burden and set out in darkness, going through a hole he has dug out in the wall and covering his face, lest he, look, lest he be seen by anyone. The word of the Lord. God. Do not forget the works of the Lord. Do not forget the works of the Lord. They tempted and rebelled against God the Most High, and kept not his decrees. They turned back and were faithless like their fathers. They recoiled like a treacherous bow. Do not, Do not forget the works of the Lord. They angered him with their high places, and with their idols roused, roused his jealousy. God heard and was enraged, and utterly rejected Israel. Do not forget the works of the Lord. And he surrendered his strength into captivity, his glory in the hands of the foe. He abandoned his people to the sword, and was enraged against his inheritance. Do not forget the works of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Let your countenance shine upon your servant, and teach me your statutes. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive him? As many as seven times. Jesus answered, I say to you not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master that ser of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a much smaller amount, and seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had felt the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? 
Then in anger his master handed him over to the torturers until he pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you unless each of you forgives his brother from his heart. When Jesus finished these words, he left Galilee and went to the district of Judea across the Jordan. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Forgiveness is such a serious thing that Jesus clearly says that if we do not forgive, we will not be forgiven. In the Our Father prayer, there's a very dangerous two-letter word, A-S, as. Forgive us our trespasses. How do we forgive? How, are, how does God forgive us our trespasses? As we forgive those who trespass against us. And so he, he said before, earlier in this very gospel, in, the, in chapter 7, he said, For certainly if you do not forgive those who have trespassed against you, your Heavenly Father cannot forgive you. And this is basically because of a, the unity of the human person. And I've never, I've never interpreted this gospel anagogically before, but allow me, just uh, follow me for a second. I would say that this gospel is more of the interior of a person, and that you're in your mind, a lot of people forgive themselves in their mind and in their will, the higher faculties. But then the lower faculties of the passions, the memory, the imagination, they kind of hold captive. And coming to be an integrated person, uh, one who has living in the mercy of God, uh, it takes that you have to forgive yourself seven times, 70 times, which is a Hebraism for infinite amount of times, by the way. There's not, it's not 49, so uh, seven times. <laughs> or somebody who reads, oh, it's been 490, so I'm done for the day. And 491, nope, I'm not forgiving. It's a Hebraism for eternal, you know, as many times as necessary following from the covenant uh, that God will never stop forgiving us. That's why 7 times 70. Anyway, um, becoming an integrated person means an, in a process of letting go of you know, the, the knowledge of yourself and condemning yourself and hating yourself and having this kind of war within you. And if you do forgive yourself, what happens is God, like the first reading, God protect Israel because it was living the law, and as soon as it, it went into idolatry, God could not protect Israel anymore, could not protect Jerusalem, the walled city. And that is similar to, to us. God can protect our faculties if we continually surrender them to his mercy, if we live in mercy. But as soon as we start living in self-hatred and self-condemnation, God can know, because we're making an idol of our sins, and they're so powerful and so big and mean and scary, the monster under the bed, you, as soon as you do that, you're not allowing the protection of God to protect you. And so, especially with deeper things, and I remember as a young religious, um, you know, coming to the gift of purity was a means of constantly living in the passion of Jesus and constantly washing my faculties, my, you know, my memories, my imagination in the blood of the Lamb. It was like daily laundry, you know, like there's a lot of work. Uh, coming to some measure of integrity and Christian, uh, you know, stability in your in the way that you view yourself, in the fundamental way that you see every person, that you forgive each person even before they offend, because you're living yourself 
with yourself in a certain kind of gentle, loving mercy, even within your own soul. And so it's only natural that what comes out of you is already in, in you. Let us pray that the great prayers of St. Clair and also uh, uh, another uh, Saint, uh, Saint Philomena, let's ask the prayers of St. Philomena for this wonderful gift of living in the mercy of God and forgiving all who have ever offended us. And finally, it is always a good practice at every Mass when you say the Our Father to mean it, to forgive every single person who has ever offended you from the heart. And so let us do that as well. Let us bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church, that it may shine forth the holiness of Jesus Christ, the holy mercy of God. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our Holy Father, O bishops and priests, that they may lead the church with wisdom and courage. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For government leaders, for an end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the sick, the suffering, the poor. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of our beloved dead, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Eternal and blessed Father, we ask you to hear us. We make these and all our petitions in the holy name of Jesus Christ and through the powerful intercession of our Mother Mary, so we pray together. Hail Mary, full of, full of grace, grace, the Lord, the Lord is, is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, and blessed, blessed is, is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, holy Mary Mother, Mother of God, of God pray, for pray for us sinners. sinners. Now, now and at the hour, hour of our death. death. Amen. Ubi caritas et amor. Ubi caritas. Deus ibi est, ubi caritas et amor, ubi caritas, Deus ibi est, ubi caritas, et amor ubi caritas Deus ibi Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Lord, accept the sacrifice at your hands. Praise and glory of his name. For our good and good of all his holy church. As we proclaim your wonders, O Lord, and the Virgin St. Clair, we humbly implore your majesty that as her merits are pleasing to you, so too our dutiful service may find favor in your sight through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for in the saints who consecrated themselves to Christ for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, it is right to celebrate the wonders of your providence by which you call human nature back to its original holiness and bring it to experience on this earth the gifts you promise in the new world to come. 
and so with all the angels and saints, we praise you, as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Uncelia Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in Domine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Clare, St. Philomena, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis, our Pope, Michael, our Bishop, 
the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world, to our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life. Give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Recepti salutaribus moniti, et divin institutioni formati, audehimus dicere, Pater noster, qui est in cenis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adeniat reinum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cella voed in terra, Panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis hodie, et imite nobis debita nostra, sicur et nos dimitimus, debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, and by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. On you stay, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. On you stay, Qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. On you stay, qui tolis peccatamundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the Supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into my room, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Come out to meet Christ the Lord. An act of spiritual communion. 
My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Jesus, my Lord, my God, my all, how can I love Thee as I ought? And how revere this wondrous gift, so far surpassing hope or thought? Sweet sacrament, we thee adore. Oh, make us love thee more and more. Oh, make us love thee more and more. Had I but Mary's sailless heart with which to love the dearest King. Oh, with what bursts fervent praise thy goodness, Jesus, would I sing. Sweet sacrament, we thee adore. Oh, make us love thee more and more. Oh, make us love thee more and more. Let us Renewed by partaking of this divine gift, we pray, O Lord our God, that by the example of St. Clair, bearing in our body the death of Jesus, we may strive to hold fast to you alone, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks be to God. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world adore his sacred name. Come, brethren, follow where our captain trod our King victorious, Christ the Son of God. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world adore His sacred name. Led on their way by this triumphant sign, the hosts of God in 
conquering ranks combine. Lift high the The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Hi, I'm Denise Majeski from Epiphany of the Lord in Katy.